0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com recommend today.
1: Joining us now, talking a little football. We've got a game coming up tonight between the uh, Buccaneers and the Bears. Ben Fennel is our guy, the NFL Network film analyst from ESPN as well. Ben, how you doing? I'm
0: doing fine. Another day in paradise. How are you?
1: Well, doing well. Uh, first and foremost, i got to ask you, what do you think uh, the NFL is going to do to the Tennessee Titans who have yet another positive test?
0: Sheesh, we're getting into uncharted, unprecedented ground here with you know situations and then punishments off of it. I have no idea. And for people thinking oh, the NFL seems like they're winging all this, they're absolutely winging it all. We've, this is so uncharted. We've never been down this road. Uh, I would hate to see them affect anything that's going to change competitive balance like draft picks. So, you know, keep racking up the fines, going to millions, two millions, whatever financially. But, you know, try not to affect the future competitive balance of the league.
1: So let me ask you, because I get a lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he is this good. He's on his way to an MVP, not an MVP. You tell me, what kind of season is Aaron Rodgers having in your eyes?
0: Well, he is having an MVP season, but I think the pocket-passing game manager Aaron Rodgers is the best version of himself in 2020. He's playing within structure of the offense, within timing, within rhythm. He's not extending the play. You know, on Monday night, the two most problematic plays were the plays he tried to extend. The one where he flushed out to the left for eight seconds, eventually got a defensive holding, but took a sack on the play, and then three plays later, tried to drift out the back door, tweaked his knee. Bad things happen now when Aaron Rodgers holds on to the ball. But it's been few and far between in 2020. He's only scrambled five times. He's getting rid, rid of the ball, uh, trusting players around him, trusting the scheme. And it's a lot of fun to watch. If he plays like this, I could see him playing until he's 44, 45 years old.
1: I I uh I think Aaron Rodgers has maybe – I don't want to say discovered the Fountain Youth in some way, shape, or form. I just think he just – whatever he went back, when he said he went back and looked at something from 2010, 2011, I think he just discovered something and he's just – he's back at it. He's got a clear head, a clear mind. He's on the same page with his head coach. So clearly picking up uh, Jordan Love didn't agitate him, irritate him to the point that he was going to have some kind of a down season. But talk about the talent around him. Because we're not talking about household names here. So what do you see when you look at this film, when you look at this this scheme, if you will? Is this more just uh, 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 productivity of the offense as a scheme in general and play calling?
0: I think this is the ideal Matt LaFleur offense. I think 2019 was a bit of that transitional period, trying to take a couple things from the previous regime and things that Rodgers liked. But now it's full-functioning. Matt LaFleur, all systems go. And you see it with the motions, the shifts, the stacks, the bunches, the commitment to the run game. They're top five in all those categories that Mike McCarthy was previously bottom five in. So it's just great to see the full effect of Matt LaFleur and to see his offense fully deployed and Aaron Rodgers trusting it. And when you're running the ball so well on early downs and keeping defenses off balance with balanced play calling, I mean, they're running for over six yards of carry – on first down that's second in the nfl when the run game is clicking everything is open on the playbook when you're getting into second and shorts third and manageables what do you want to take away from the packers we saw the lions in week two play too deep we want to take away the pass and aaron jones ran for a franchise record so to see a balanced offense and all the elements that help an offense like the motions and shifts and stacks and bunches why not use that in 2020 it's a great way to acquire pre-snap information and to make everybody's life easier. It's just a lot of fun to watch this modern Packers offense.
1: So we are looking now at a Seattle Seahawks team who is undefeated, Tampa Bay 3-1. and one. Uh, obviously you've got to New Orleans back to even, Chicago's 3-1. and one. So is that – because I'm watching on the NFL Network today and they're talking about the powerhouses in the NFC and everybody's talking about the Green Bay Packers possibly most likely being the representative of the NFC. You tell me, what are your thoughts as to what those teams are? Say your top three, four, or five teams right now, the most likely to be re- really battling to get to Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Green Bay I think is cream of the crop in the conference right now. Seattle looks like contenders at Russell Wilson. The Rams aren't going to go away. I think Chicago is a bit of a pretender right now. I think San Francisco at 2-2, two and two, with the injuries they've dealt with to literally every key position, I think they're going to start to hit their stride as they get healthier towards the middle of the season. So there's some teams not going away. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are for real. With Tom Brady, they're 3-1. and one. They have a great game tonight against the 3-1 and one Chicago Bears. And then they face the Packers in two weeks. Which I think will be a great litmus test for both teams. And then this NFC East, I don't know what to make of it. The Philadelphia Eagles are at number one right now with a one-two-and-one one record. Obviously, they won a Super Bowl. They have a lot of veteran presence on that team. Don't judge September with a projection to December just yet, because teams go through a lot of different, you know, trials and tribulations, especially this year with the lack of preseason and training camp and injuries and COVID. Teams that you get in September might have a completely different identity in December.
1: Um, I know you talked about the Bears and not being, for real, more of a pretender at this point. Um, The Bears defensively are pretty solid. I think we can all agree upon that. What needs to happen for people to become believers in what the Bears are doing?
0: Well, I think their issue is they have some poor foundation. They don't have their identity at the quarterback position, as we all know. But the offensive line has been very up and down, and have some new bodies in there like Jermaine Effetti at right guard. I think their right tackle, Bobby Massey, can be upgraded. Charles Leno at left tackle, I think, can be upgraded. They're trying to figure out who is the identity of the offense, especially at the skill player position. They have Allen Robinson, but after that, you know, is David Montgomery, uh, you know, uh, good enough to take over the full workload from Tariq Cohen and, Is this young kid, Darnell Mooney, a real player to leapfrog Anthony Miller in the pecking order? Offensively, it just seems like they don't have any identity. And I really get worried when the foundation is questionable as well, like the offensive line. That's why I think the Packers, when you, you may have some questions on the outside and with scheme, you have a good foundation at the quarterback position with the offensive line, that will keep you sustained when you do have some issues throughout the season. So I think the Bears are in big trouble once they face some of the better teams in the NFL.
1: Uh, I want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, obviously, we're going to see them in action tonight. And by the way, we're talking with Ben Fennel, NFL Network film analyst and ESPN as well. But the Buccaneers, uh, a lot of questions about, obviously, Tom Brady. They've got injuries to their wide receiving core. Can this team, is this team, because last year I was watching them lose games by, you know, some of Jameis Winston's interceptions, just some stupid throws, and they were losing games by less than seven points. Is this the team now with a better quarterback and it, kind of the same weaponry, but upgraded defensively, to where they are a now a far better team than what we witnessed last year? Because if they are, then you would expect this team to probably end up with eleven or maybe twelve wins.
0: You know, offensively, not a lot has changed, other than a little bit more instilled confidence. From everybody around him, the offensive line. Obviously, that's what Tom Brady does to an offensive team. But the, you know, the uh, drafting Tristan Wirfs, who I think is an offensive rookie of the year candidate, has been a huge upgrade at right tackle there. But they're just, uh, just not turning the ball over. He's being responsible with the football. I think that's what you're seeing from the best teams around the NFL, whether it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. The guys protecting the ball, playing smart football, not putting their defenses in bad positions, I think are the cream of the crop of the NFL and the ones you know, steadily winning games week in and week out. And defensively, they've quietly been one of the best run defenses in the NFL for two, three years now. This Tampa Bay Buccaneers front seven is physical, nasty, and they'll stop the run against anybody. Now, the secondary is very exciting. They're young, but they're inexperienced. Antoine Winfield Jr., might be the defensive rookie of the year through the first month so there's some exciting players there's some youth on the back end you have to remember there are four core secondary members one's a rookie one's a sophomore and two or three year players so it's very young i'm just afraid of the back end inexperience maybe coming back to bite them as they face the more veteran quarterbacks late into the season but i think the buccaneers are for real in 2020.
1: Real quick, uh, going over to the uh, AFC side, Kansas City, obviously the cream of the crop. Buffalo, extremely good. I'm sure Tennessee is going to have something to say about it. Pittsburgh as well. Um, you tell me how, with Tennessee, I don't know what to make of them right now because they've got some issues down there, so I can't really say that they are a front runner by any stretch. We know Kansas City is. How good is Buffalo and how good is Pittsburgh? Yeah, that's
0: a great question. You know, Tennessee. They love to play defense and run the ball. I think it's just been a safe formula to get them to 3-0 and at this point in the season. And that's kind of the, the formula of the Cleveland Browns right now, really relying on the run game and trying to play good defense. I think one of the best stories in the NFL in 2020 has been Josh Allen. Not only his improvement on third down, but down in the red zone, much more accurate. The influx of Stephon Diggs, that offense, I think has lightened up everything from the numbers in the box for Devin Singletary and maybe pulling over some coverage to open up opportunities for guys like rookie Gabriel Davis, who looks like a really nice receiver. Buffalo's a really, really fun team. And Indianapolis Colts are quietly at 3-1. and one. Phillip Rivers, a lot of attention on the offense. Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor looks good, and Quentin Nelson on the offensive line. But they have one of the most dominant defenses in the NFL. A very quiet group, but they're dominant on third down. They're dominant stopping the run. They have DeForest Buckner in there in the middle of the defensive line now, flying around with Darius Leonard and Xavier Rhodes. Looks like he's ready to play some good ball down the stretch of his career. Really good defense out there in Indianapolis. There's a lot of teams that look like playoff contenders in the AFC.
1: Good stuff, man. Ben, I appreciate it as always, and uh, we will talk again soon, okay?
0: Always fun chatting with you, Bill.
1: Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Ben Fennel, film analyst for NFL Network, ESPN as well, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work car, they treat you fair 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.